beginning transmission 146. When cool, file under girls who kick ass. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignorance. I'm too sober for this shit. Here there is a drinking game to play while you listen to this episode. Please drink responsibly and don't take it too seriously. And if you don't like it, blame William. Take a drink anytime Mr. Porg decides to interject himself into the conversation. Shut up, Porg. You need to take a drink anytime Manny Bothans makes an appearance and I get groans and fuck yous from Adam and Maya. Fuck Manny Bothans! Manny Bothans is pure genius. Take a drink anytime someone refers to me as the cum dumpster. Take a drink every time the shame bell makes an appearance. Also, take a drink anytime uh, we act like the member berries from South Park. Remember when they were on South Park? I remember. Yeah, and take a drink every time we do the bad German accent, yeah. Ah, drink, fucker. If you have any suggestions for rules you would like to add, email us at funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com or use the contact link on our website, funnybooksandfirewater.com. 146? 146. Welcome to episode 146 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, this week we are finishing up our month of Girls Who Kick Ass in honor of Todd's little girl, Aria. We are doing the unbelievable Gwenpool, um, a relatively recent discovery of my own. When did this come out? This is like only a couple years old, I think. Am I correct? Let's see. Uh, it's pretty like new. three or four years ago. Oh, really? Is that old? They have enough for like five trades. Oh, yeah, my trade's the second printing of 2018. Mine is two. Original 2016. So, yeah, it's a couple years old. But, but not that. It's pretty recent. It's, it's pretty firmly recent. in the modern era. It is. It is. Panel intro. But uh, we have a full group with us today. Uh, we will start out with uh, the father of Aria. We have Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd. We're reading these books because I just had my first kid as an old man. You so. made a human. I made a <laughs> you know, human. human. Well, we think it's a human, and we think it's ours, but, you know, <laughs> you've got the whole IVF thing, so it's like, is this yours? We think so. And, like, why? I'm like, well, things can happen. It's IVF. Stuff's stored elsewhere. You know, <laughs> it starts out somewhere else, and then they put it back in, but we think so. You know what? Every time your kid does something weird, you're going to blame it on that. 
You're gonna, oh. you're, you're gonna look at Amy and be like, "Is it our kid? I don't know if that's our kid." I don't know. We think it when is. She, when she turns out to be really into monster trucks, you'll be like, um, "I don't know if that's our kid." I'm not sure that's our kid. You know? Did, did they mix the test tubes up? That's the whole question going. And, and our Amy, Amy is like, you know, she looks a lot like you. I don't know if she looks like me. So they got some parts of it right. I'm not sure about like the mailman. Well, I thought genetically babies tend to look like their father when they're first born just because, like, evolutionary-wise, that it, it basically made it so the father would actually believe that it was their child and wouldn't necessarily, like, kill the child kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, my, that's that might not I be heard. wrong. So yeah. I, I, there's a picture of me as an infant, and I, I held up that picture next to her, and I'm like, yeah, there's the same hairline, infant hairline. I mean, <laughs> she's got widow peaks that come down to her browless eyebrows, and I'm like, yeah, I have that. So you look like Eddie Munster, it sounds like. She, she looks a lot like, take Eddie Munster crossed with a troll doll, and that's what my little big girl looks like right now. So isn't she Nice, I like it. Cool. Yeah, Todd, new father. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> they man- managed to keep her alive so far that's right yep. well, no thanks to me <laughs> awesome uh so also managing to keep his cat alive we have mr maya hi i'm maya uh find me on twitter at mr maya or instagram at the mr maya well i'll talk to you about comics or movies or whatever you can also follow my my keeper on Instagram and Twitter at it's the Jonesy. Kept by a cat, we have Mr. Jason. I am Jason. Uh, yes, my cat is still alive and still keeping me. I think he's going to be quiet uh, for right now since he's napping on my lap. Um, I am also a former employee of Marvel Television, and thanks to them, I still have a Marvel Unlimited account. But don't tell them. <laughs> Your secret is safe with me. Keep Thank it you. secret, and everyone else who listens. So the two other people. Yeah. William, we're talking about you. And Lena. That's right. Lena tells- Hi. Hi, Lena. Hi, I Lena. Call you and, and, William. and dude in Heber. The dude in Heber. <laughs> you better not rat me out, Heber. That's yeah. right. Otherwise, we'll think you're a prick. So, thanks. <laughs> and then, of course, also kept by a lovely little pug, we have... Mr. Adam. Hey everyone, this is Adam with a big shiny robot. Also, sometimes on the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. Uh, and over on uh, Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris. <laughs> and yeah, just doing my thing. Uh, when this comes out, I'll be firmly up in Boise doing some stuff up there for work. It's Boise. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I'm saying how the fuck I want to. Just uh, like you see, boys, it's Boise. <laughs> I said it's funny that I've already, got, I've already for my friend who lives there, he's giving me a list of like all the gay bars I should go to. So uh, just stay away from Nampa. Yeah, her Nampa sucks. I don't know. <laughs> Clark tells me that he uh, Bo- Boise sucks anyway, so we'll see how it goes. Boise's a shit. So I'm just actually, sorry if you live in Boise. <coughs> I'm just gonna bring my switch. I to have family who lives up there actually that I really like. That part she of used to family. live on Valium and Way. <laughs> She did actually. She did live on the, the corner of Valium and Way. <laughs> so I'll just be bringing my uh, my switch up there to play some games. And I'm pissed because I've waited 15 years for goddamn Kingdom Hearts three, and it's gonna release while I'm up there. Woohoo! Take your PlayStation. I think we're halfway to... though to Half Life three. Yeah, no, it's I'm still point. waiting on Starcraft Ghost. <laughs> yeah, which I've played. Um, take take your PlayStation. Yeah, well, I don't know how the TV's gonna be set up up there, and you know the so the 20 is. Is uh, you're assigned a roommate for the hotel room because they want to maximize. The sure. Opener. 
And one of the other managers who's already been working with this company for a bit and also is working with a friend of mine, uh, happens to, and he's my roommate, also happens to be gay. Ooh, nice. So okay. I talked to my buddy, I was like, what's this person's name again? Because he's like, dude, I work with this gay guy, you'd love him. He's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's my roommate. And he's like, that's funny. But that's look, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So it should be, it should be interesting. Uh, but I'm just going to bring my Switch and then play some Diablo and grind more on Smash Brothers and stuff. And then I think I'm going to pick up the new, it's the re, the remake of the Mario that came on the Wii U. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to bring that up for me too. And then Dark Souls. It's a Soul. fun game. And then Dark Souls, so my roommate can hear me cussing loudly and wondering what the fuck I'm doing. Yes! Nice. <laughs> Um, and I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California and a grad student at the University of Denver. Hi, University uh, of Denver. Hi, <laughs> University of Denver. <laughs> they can't hear you. They're too stoned. <laughs> Apparently. Actually, okay, so this is funny. Uh, for one of, for uh, one of my classes this semester, I have to read uh, so, like, I have to read a lot of papers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the papers I'm reading on is the state of the can- cannabis uh, industry, which I'm pretty, like, that's actually part of my homework is reading, like, how cannabis is selling right now, which I'm kind of interested in, actually. What's well, really into it. fascinating, so it's legalized by the state, but still illegal by the federal level. So the yes. entire gan- cannabis industry is still a cash-based business. Right, because the yep. point you use debit card. Federal marshals, the U.S. Marshals Service could just seize it yeah. and type of the deal. Yeah. Just everyone wouldn't Venmo you. <laughs> and it, it, it's really kind of the deal it is, though, is you've got yeah, think about this billions of dollar industry that's all cash based. I mean, yeah. good grief. That's yeah, crazy. It's a very interesting problem. So yeah, that sounds fascinating. I mean, if we still have a government by the time this episode comes out, maybe they'll have to do something about no, it. No, they're all on um they're yeah, on strike. <laughs> they're all on strike, right? I'll I'll tell my sister that she's on strike and she, I'll let her <laughs> give her opinion on that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about goofier Thing. Oh, you don't want to talk about the SEC employment stuff? But what could be goofier or sillier than our government? <laughs> That's the, the next guy running it. <laughs> that is a very valid point, actually. Uh, that was supposed yeah. to be a segue. Segui? <laughs> so every time I hear the word segue, Segui. I think of the word segui, and I get instantly transported back to forever plaid. As, as opposed and to, I'm just like, God damn it. As opposed to Adam, who is so gooey. Adam is so uh, gooey. Gooey. Yeah, it's still up there. <laughs> yeah, I just think of okay. when Adam farts. <laughs> it's like okay. the wind blowing so. down the valley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> Cold wind rushing through the valley. Yeah. And, so comics. Comics. So comics. I, I drank an energy drink in between recording episodes in hopes of being able to wrangle these cats better, and I don't know. How's it going, Brian? Uh, you know what? I'm not bouncing off the walls yet, so maybe it's taking a little time. It's good thing we'll start calling Drink another you. one. Drink another <laughs> no, one. Hey, you. you and I can just pound one for one I'm, and see how it goes. I'm on my second no. Red Bull. I drank one during the first show, and I'm drinking one now. That, that would be Eight interesting to watch if you and I just started pounding energy drinks and see who what happens. Oh, you and me? Yeah. Dude, I told you about my Red Bull experience. Not my Red Bull, my five-hour energy experience. Did I ever uh-uh. tell you about that? No. So I was doing, we used to do these uh, grad nights where you basically would have to stay up all night. Mm-hmm. And I would do the hip-hop stage because nothing says hip-hop like the white kid from Utah. Yeah. Um, and so, I, yeah. 12 inches so like of I, snow closes out the show every time. Word up. Uh, no, so I was doing uh, the hip-hop stage. Uh, and so I had to be up. Like, we basically, it was like a 12-hour shift, but I wasn't used to working overnight because I'd be like, working during the days and then working overnights and like just after a while you start to figure out your rhythm for overnights i hadn't figured that out yet 
So I'd read on the uh, bottle that you could take two servings of five-hour energy within a 12-hour period. Oh, Jesus but Christ. What it, but what I didn't realize is, is that one bottle of 12-hour energy is two servings. So I drank a bottle of five-hour energy, and about six hours later, I drank another bottle. So now I'm up to four servings of five-hour energy, and I'm just sitting there at the console... <laughs> like legs bouncing up and down like a jackhammer thinking and like I can feel my heartbeat racing and I'm starting to sweat and I'm like I am going to have a heart attack and die this is what's going to end up killing me so like it freaked me out so I've never had a five hour energy sense because it scared the living shit out of me I've, I've taken, um, the first time I ever did one I was like I don't do drugs yeah but I'm pretty sure this is what drugs feel like yeah because yeah. I was talking faster than I already do my heart was racing and I couldn't think straight mm-hmm. and the next time I took one was when we came back from California two years ago is that I was sitting at my friend's house. His grandma passed away, so the night before we left, they were doing a celebration of life. So it was a big party. They were drinking until like 3 in the morning. It was a ton of fun. We woke up at 7 to drive back to Utah. So around Beaver, I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. We were listening to audiobooks on the way, and I was like, we can't. I'm going to fall asleep. The gay Only guy Adam would fall asleep, asleep near Beaver. Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that joke. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like penis Idaho or anything. Uh, I don't know if that exists, but... Uh, so I, I went and got one and honestly if you are really tired it does lift you up but it's like if you're already pretty much you know your heart's gonna beat out of your chest yeah so I don't know Say, and since we're still Did- off the rails I'm gonna continue this one thank you Brian <laughs> so the, is, it, uh, is this about the time you, you took it in enema form no but Booty it's bumping. as bad so I had a back in college back in the days I worked at a uh, graveyard weekend shift so i'd work 12 hours on 12 hours off and it started at midnight friday night so i woke up friday morning did my thing went to work friday night then i drove two and a half hours south went to a tool concert that had yep. tomahawk open so i started terrible oh it's terrible but it was at the tool always has the worst opening act was it tomahawk i think it was tomahawk or it was mashuga i can't decide no it was sugar wasn't bad but it was what what, was it the first time we saw tool that summer or the second time well this was at the david o mckay center in provo that's the second time so that was mashuga that was mashuga and he was ridiculous on his own then i drove back up without sleeping and proceeded to do another 12 hour shift i was awake for 53 hours straight at this point at the end of this so i had the 64 ounce thermos and i bought enough rock stars i maxed out the 64 ounce thermos with a rockstar energy drink and i nursed that all through my second 12 hour shift and there was about an inch left at the end of it and i can't drink rockstar to this day so it, didn't you have one at big adventure I, let me rephrase that i can't <laughs> drink rockstar original flavor to this day because okay. um, it was so bad, it was so gross. I was like an hour fifty, still drinking Rockstar, and I'm like, "What am I doing with my life?" It was one of those existential crisis moments for things. So I look at Rockstar, original Rockstar, and I'm like, "There's uh, nihilism sets in as I <laughs> Rockstar." So yeah. All right. So hey, comics. Comics. Book intro. Uh, so comics. This is a a comic about comics. Uh, Is it? I'm not Uh, sure yet. Sort of. That's true. 
so yeah, so we are doing Gwenpool, um, or the unbelievable yeah. Gwenpool, the first trade of that, which is uh, basically the, the general gist of it is, is Gwenpool is um, a woman who is uh, a teenage girl, I guess, who is in a comic book and is aware that she's in a comic book. She is a full comic book fan, and so she knows all these people's secret identities and how comics work, and so uh, she uh, takes full advantage of being in the comic book universe and form. Um, and of course, uh, hangs out with characters like Howard the Duck, and I think later Modoc, and uh, a few others show up. Myification. But Todd, what is your myification for this book? You know, the myification is a, is a Pez giddiness, and it'll all work out in the end. Pez giddiness, and it'll all work out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Rock on. Okay. Drinking game. So uh, let's jump into drinking games for this book. I think. Adam, your drinking game rule and my drinking game rule are fairly similar, so I'll just let you go first, and then I'll kind of fill in mine as well. Okay. Uh, so my drinking so game ahead. is called uh, I've Got Issues. So every time Gwen makes a reference that she knows what's going to happen next or what to do or that she's seen it all before in a comic book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's basically, as you explain it further, that's basically mine. Uh, so mine was, I called mine what, actually, no, you know what? I'll change mine ever so slightly. I'm going to call mine What Fourth Wall, and that's every time Gwenpool... Uh, does she do that as much as I think she does? Like, narrates her own life story? Yeah, she does that quite a bit, at least early on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So every time Gwenpool narrates her own life story, I'm like, I'm trying to remember if that's as much in there. We'll do that. Mr. Jason, what is yours? Uh, mine is called Deus Ex Tabsies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime Gwen gets either super lucky or a coincidence helps her out somehow, take a drink. That's also another really good band name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, Mr. Todd. See, mine was just like Mr. Jason's here, and mine was, eh, it'll work out. <laughs> and every time Gwenpool does something, he's like, what's going to happen here? I'm like, I don't know, but, you know, it'll work out. So it's basically a riff on Jason. Okay. Go ahead and take a drink. And uh, Mr. Maya. Mine's called Noob. Uh, basically, anytime <laughs> that it's brought up that Gwenpool doesn't really have any powers or fighting skills, take a drink. Okay. Validity votes. Um, so let's jump into votes as to whether or not we believe it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, and effort to hunt down this book and give it a read. Uh, what is your vote, Mr. Maya? Eh. Okay. Mr. Jason? I would say yes. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm also going to go with the yes. I, I think this is a lot of fun. And uh, I'm, I keep hoping that one of these books I bring up will somehow make up for Deadpool Max at some point in time. Fuck you. <laughs> Never. I, I know. <laughs> I, someday someone just has to recognize Never. Somebody just has to recommend you know, something else. You know, all you have to do is the next volume of Bobobo, but none of us are that stupid. No, that's true. We'll have to find something else. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, yes. Uh, Mr. Todd. Meta, yes. If you like meta, absolutely. <laughs> okay. so meta, yes. Meta, yes. Okay, cool. Playlist. Playlist. Uh, we're going to have some songs here for you for uh, your listening pleasure as you read this book. Um... Mine is going to be Smooth Criminal, but by, by Alien Ant Farm. I don't know why. I just felt like that would work. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's because you have his drumstick. I do. That Todd caught. The only time Todd's ever had good reflexes in his life. <laughs> no, I've had it twice. The other time I caught a Jolly Rancher being launched across the room. Because <laughs> I like stuck out my arm and I just caught it directly in my hand by whipping my arm out and going back in. And I'm like, never again. And it has not <laughs> Ever again. The thing about it is, though, you're way better at it than I am of like capturing it 
and then acting all cool like you intended to do that in the first place, I always get like all odd that I pull something off and I'm like, damn, that was cool. Like I can like, I have a tendency to throw water bottles across rooms at work into the trash can and I'm pretty good at it most of the time, but I'm like, when I make it, I'm never like, if there's somebody else in the room, like I'm really bad about not being like, how fucking cool was that? So like I, you know, I, I, I can't keep my cool that way. It's very sad. Uh, Todd, what is your uh, song for this week? You know, it's Aerosmith, and of course, it's pink. <laughs> okay, <laughs> your favorite color. Uh, it is red, but not quite. And it's the new obsession. Yes, it is, uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, so my song is "Rubble Girl" by Bikini Kill. I'm not familiar with that song. I have to check Ooh. that out. You've heard it before. You just you didn't know what it was. Okay, cool. Um, and Mr. Jason. Uh, crazy by Niles Barkley. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't thought about that one. That's nice to think of the movie, Kick-Ass. That's true, too. Uh, uh, mine, I was half asleep when I sent it to you earlier. I typed in the wrong band, but it's Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. I was wondering about that, because you wrote the like, of- Yeah, no, I was... I literally woke up, couldn't go back to sleep, was reading, and then texted it as soon as I had it. Mm-hmm. And then fell back asleep for like another four hours. So I was way out of it when I was reading it this morning. Yeah, I got you. Because I, I read The Clash and I was like, maybe that's a song I don't know. Cause, you no, know. no, that's, that was me half asleep, okay. not thinking. Gotcha. Final warnings. Do we have any final warnings before we go into reading of this book or inter- intermission? If you don't like meta shit, it's not for you. That's true. Very true. Yes, it's, it's extraordinarily meta. Uh, to a ridiculous level. Uh, also, it is a little weird that the the trade has like four issues before you actually get into the actual. Well, story. what it was that she was introduced in backup stories in Howard the Duck, and so those first three parts were the backup stories. Right. And then there's a holiday special. They had such little faith that they used <laughs> well, Howard the Duck as the back way to get in. Well, the reason that she was even she even became a character was because uh, if you look in the back. Mm-hmm. There's a variant cover they did for Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number two that came out during Secret Wars. Uh, that was the first time she appeared. It was meant to be a joke, and then people were like, "You should make that a character." <laughs> and yeah, she she really was just going to be a random variant cover version of a character of okay. Deadpool, and then they ended up making her a character. How meta! Was <clears throat> there's a great. Um, Variant cover where you see Deadpool and Lady Deadpool in the background, and Lady Deadpool's like, Gwenpool, what's she still doing here? And Deadpool's like, I swear, I thought it was just a one time thing. <laughs> I like that. I like her face. Oh, yeah. Where's the variant? I'm looking for that. Which one it is. So the, if, you, if you have the, the physical copy of the book, yeah. it's on the very last page. Oh, it's Deadpool her Secret the... Wars, well, number yeah. two, Gwenpool variant? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she has the Deadpool logo on her belt on that one. Which she doesn't have in other places. They change your belt later. Look at that. That's pretty darn interesting, actually. Well, cool. Uh, so then we will let you go ahead and read this. Majority of us are uh, are saying that yes, you should. Um, it's goofy fun. It's you know, it's not overly deep. So, uh, but uh, we I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. So we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Hi, we're Rebecca and Charity. 
We get together every once in a while to talk about food and our mental health journeys. Join us on Spoonful of Podcasts as we discuss such compelling subjects as cinnamon rolls, depression, European Twinkies, ADHD, what's a kalashi, and more. Tune in every two weeks to follow along with the Tasty Podcast for the Healthfully Mental. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to hear us every other week. A proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. Plot Summary Quick summary as to what this is. Uh, we start out with a few backstories of uh, Howard the Duck or back issues of Howard the Duck. Uh, this crazy girl shows up that uh, he's not used to dealing with, which is Gwenpool. Um, she's aware that she's in a comic book universe, although that Howard uh, doesn't. Uh, she There is a big virus that um, was created to kill all of the universe that she, stole, she sold so that she could pay for all of her uh, cool gear. And then just assuming that she's a comic book character and a hero, that she won't die, she ended up swallowing all of it to try to help kind of save the day. So she's sort of a hero, sort of an anti-hero, kind of like Deadpool. And that sort of ends that little bit of a run. Then she has a uh, holiday party where she is hanging out with other superheroes. Um, and she has to fight demons, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, there's also a cool band of bank robbers that wear all animal uh, animal masks, which I think is pretty awesome. Oh, then she has to fight giant squids at one point in time, um, and she ends up like uh, getting hired by uh, Hydra to do uh, uh, a hit. She does that, uh, and then she ends up running into Modok. <clears throat> Makes her her his henchman, kills yeah. her best friend. Yep, kills her best friend. Uh, is this where she ends up developing her own team, or is that the next trade? That's the next trade, yeah. probably. Okay, because this right. she was she was part of just Modok's already made team. Okay. So yeah, basically she is sort of a villain uh, for MODOK for a little while, and then towards the end of this, I believe, let me verify this, because I... So I just kept thinking of Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, this that's... So what's the deal with MODOK? Let's just start there, anyway. I mean, like... Because I just think, like, this looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon dude. Yeah, it's true. But uh, Maya, what's the, what's the, the story? We'll start out there with uh, Mr. Modok. So Modok was he was made by AIM. Uh, hang on, I'm pulling it up real quick. To who's AIM? AIM is Advanced Idea Mechanics. They're like Hydra, except instead of being more taking over the world through force, they're taking over the world through science. They're villainous nerds. They are villainous oh nerds. They, <laughs> uh, MODOK stands for uh, mental organism Mental organism designed only for killing. I'm just trying to remember because I don't remember exactly how he was created. <clears throat> With snips and snails uh, and puppy dog tails. Oh, they use... <laughs> That's just says, right. Just says AIM scientists use advanced mutagenics to create him. It just makes him super, super intelligent, but it also made him... His head grow super big, so that's why he has tiny arms and tiny legs. He's basically all brain. A smart Tyrannosaurus Rex. And he flies around in a little rocket chair, even though in this he also has... So since he lacks the ability to masturbate himself... That was actually the question I was about to make. (laughs) His arms are so short. He's he's not the masturbation organism designed only for coming. (laughs) That's with a K. K. That's what the Russians do. (laughs) Ah. Um, Da. Da. Yeah, like yeah he's been around for a while. He's just super smart, and he's got that little jewel that shoots things. And wasn't that, wasn't he like one of Jeff's favorite characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in fact he's... Jeff. Jeff and I, I, I got him, him the Modok mug, and mm-hmm. I got myself one too. It's a mug that's shaped like Modok. Yeah, 
Word inside baseball kids. Well, if it wasn't for Jeff, there wouldn't be this podcast, so it doesn't matter. That's we, true. We, yeah. We, so that's how you I would never known. I never would have known Adam and Maya if I didn't know Jeff. That's right. And I met these guys through Brian. See? I'm going to drink more now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Maya, you were the meh? Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate the book, but it's not something I would recommend because to me, Gwynpool, all Gwynpool is is if Deadpool and Harley Quinn had a baby. And if I wanted to read Deadpool or Harley Quinn, I would read Deadpool or Harley Quinn. Okay. It's just, it's, just, that it's just something that... Like like Adam says, you know, he said it about a couple of books. A couple of months from now, I this book won't even resonate in my mind. Like it's something that I just won't even really remember that much, unless you bring it up and be like, "Oh, hey, Gwynpool," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was all right." Um, I thought I did think it was a lot of fun, um, but at the same time, ultimately very forgettable. Yeah, like it was it was fun in the moment, but not something that's going to last with me. And I, th- I think, to be honest with you, I think personally I've had a little bit more of a preference for those type of books recently because I've had to do so much reading for school that um, having something as a palate cleanser to read is actually kind of nice. You know what I mean? So as something from day-to-day life, it's kind of cool, like a, a nice little palate cleanser. But like I can I can understand where – I mean, it's not the hard-hitting drama or something like that. Like it's not Saga. It's not uh, Wicked and the Divine. And like I said, I didn't hate it. But uh, I wouldn't recommend it, probably because I won't remember to recommend it. Okay, that's a valid <laughs> point. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts? Uh, similar to you, Brian, that uh, for me, it's just it's a lot of fun. And uh, as someone who is already currently dealing with a lot of drama in his everyday life, something that is a bit of an escape for me is is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just got a lot of references, not only to comic books, to, but to other things. Uh, like there's there's a, a reference to Truman Show in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a it's just a fun mix of, of humor, a few moments of introspection, and some existential revelations. But it's mostly just absurd fun. Yeah. Okay, um, Mr. Mm-hmm. Todd, what are your thoughts? So this has an absolute irreverence for the medium, yeah, in its own way, and I kind of love that. But as as you take some people that um, it's interesting to watch is you see which people can laugh at themselves. Mm-hmm. to see the absurdity of it all. Mm-hmm. And as a dude that we have talked earlier about my absolute absurd amount of um, hobby money spent towards this <laughs> medium. And it's it's ridiculous. And it's awesome. And I love it so much. And at the same time, it is so stupid. Yeah. And that's this book. And But the ability to go at this and go, you know, I love it anyways. And it's dumb. But I just love it. Even if it's dumb or not, I still love it. And it's um, it kind of encapsulates it. So it kind of, with how meta it is, as I read this, it brings me out of what do I love about this so much? It kind of makes fun of it. But at the same time, it's a little bit of a love letter about, you know, we're poking fun at all the things that we like so much. Mm-hmm. And yet, I like it anyways. Yeah. And so it really lets me go. It's like, dude but I fucking love this shit. And they're like, but it's stupid. I'm like, I don't care. I fucking love this shit. And this book has done that for me. So it's my love of this book's not so much about the book itself, but it kind of brings me out as a avid fan of the medium. And I like the funny and the silly and the serious and the dark and the horror and the drama and the brutality. I'm like, you guys know I'm a big Brian Wood fan. He gets into the political and, but this, it's just, it's pokes fun 
at all of it and it makes me laugh and I go ah fuck it I like it anyways <laughs> and oh. that's what I kind of love about the unbelievable Gwenpool because I laugh at myself because of this book I go I'm a fucking moron and I love it anyways <laughs> well so, there, there's something awesome. to be said about uh, loving something and being able to have a like not taking it so seriously that you know what I mean yeah. that you can't enjoy and like it's also there's always a difference at something being poked fun by of by somebody who is within the group than it being poked fun of by outside the group yeah um i I feel like that's one of the issues that i think that a lot of people have felt about the big bang theory is that it felt like outsiders making fun of an inside group Mm -hmm. you know what i mean whereas if it felt more geek centric making fun of it i feel like people like and i'm not saying that the writers of big bang theory aren't necessarily geeks but i feel like that's some of the criticism that i think real geeks have is that it feels like it's an outsider making fun of it um and to a certain extent that's sort of what my mom felt about the tv show or not the tv show the movie napoleon dynamite because she grew up near that town where that was filmed she took it very personally and felt like it was an outsider making fun of her hometown or area whereas it was i in my opinion it was more about just the the weird quirky people in a small town in general she didn't take it that way and so if you don't necessarily see someone identifying themselves as being part of that in-group, it can feel a little bit off-putting. But it's, it's very obvious that the people who wrote this, um, Hastings, I guess, was very much, is very much a comic book fan and understands the tropes and is sort of having fun. It with is. Yeah. And actually, I'll put this right in line with uh, there's a Richard Linklater movie called Bernie with Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's been on my to-watch list forever. Dude, I absolutely fucking love this movie. It's um, from a guy that lived in Texas and it very much still identifies as a Texan, even though I've spent the vast majority of my life now out of that place. Mm-hmm. It's still very same, same very <laughs> near and dear to my heart, and I'm going like, what are you? Well, I'm a Texan that happens to live elsewhere. And it is absolutely hilarious and fantastic and it is awesome. And you can tell the director of that movie is from Texas and whatnot. And it is great. And I feel this book and Bernie are very spiritually aligned and on the same page. Um, actually, where that movie was filmed in yeah. Carthage, Texas, is probably about 40 minutes from where I was originally lived in Texas. And it's absolutely dead accurate, isn't yep. it? It is absolutely <clears throat> dead on accurate. I mean, there's this one little sequence with this movie where they're talking about this and this older lady is talking about I was like, there she is prancing about showing off her bobays and everything and I'm like, yep, I see that I absolutely see that it is wonderful well you heard about the, because it's birth based on a true story you heard that, how it yeah. all ended up, right? yeah, the um, Bernie now lives with the director yeah, they released him under released to his custody, yeah. the director of this movie based on a real story the guy eventually got released from prison and now lives with the director of the movie that made the movie about the guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just full some full circle shit right there. It's wonderful. And then real quick, you brought up Christopher Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked it up. I had no idea. Uh, he had done a popular webcomic called The Adventures of Dr. McNinja. McNinja. And I had only read a couple, learned it a couple of times, and but now, especially after knowing that he did that, it makes total sense that uh, this is him. So yeah, you've got a guy that is among the group and loves what it is and is just lambasting it. But it's being lambasted from a place of love and not cruelty, and it's just awesome. Okay. 
So yeah. Uh, Adam, have we talked to you yet about this? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. I'll I know Todd would shut the fuck up. Todd stole my stuff. <laughs> well, that's because I'm drunk. Sorry, guys. No, actually, well, no, Todd pretty much said everything I was going to say, but the one thing I really enjoyed, it's, again, it's, it's a fun comic. It makes you smile to read it, and it's it's just something kind of light and joyful. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's ability to make fun of the things we love and realize that, you know, for every, you know, every Watchman and every deep graphic novel out there, Underwater Welder, you've got a book that's stupid. And no always <laughs> comics are still like, just look at the X-Men chronology. The timeline yeah, of the X-Men, it's, it's stupid. stupid. But they're fun, and you know, this was just a wink and a nod to be like, you know, this is how you'd act if you were actually in a real comic book because you'd be like, oh, well, you're new this because like the fa- my one of my favorite parts is when she's fighting Thor and she's like Jane. Yeah. She's like, who was it? She played Natalie Portman played her in the movie, and then it's like, it's it knows what it's doing, and it's but it's brain. I said brain. I said brain. <laughs> we yelled like, yell that like blood or are you sure you didn't say? Oh, perhaps <laughs> you did say sprain. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's not being overly meta. So, like, an example of that would be, like, the movie Scream 4, which I mm-hmm. didn't like and other people do. But that was, like, when it's constantly, like, when whatever you're reading or watching is constantly going beyond the wink and the nudge to be like, hey, look how clever we are. Haha, ha, wink, wink, wink. Like, really obvious about it. That's when it's not fun anymore because it's it's it loses that joy. It's just, again, like, as, we, as I've talked about before, it's the creator or the writer trying to prove they're more clever than the audience. Or at the same time, trying to spoon feed it to them because, like, they think the audience is too dumb to get it. Um, mm-hmm. And this one doesn't does it. Yeah, of course, it's it's referencing things that we all know. And as much as Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, this is like you know, again, a direct tie-in to what we already have advanced knowledge of as comic book readers. And so for me, it kind of drew me into the story more because it was like, oh, of course I know what's going on, and she knows. So it's, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Does anybody have any other thoughts they want to bring up before we go into cocktails? Or Todd steals them. <laughs> so you know, as he's talking about wink, wink, nudge, nudge, the uh, money. You know what I mean? Say no more. Say no more. Is exactly right there, and I'm like, that is just dead on. And it's it's the silliness and the embracing of it, and yeah, I just love it. It's just fantastic. It's and as as forgettable as the story is, because as little as we actually talk about the story of this comic. It's everything, and it's the trappings with it, and it is the where it's coming from. And those that are just reading this on its own in isolation loses so much because it's the absurdity of everything else that goes along with it, which makes it great. And you have to have everything else to make this great. It does not stand on itself. It's standing on the shoulder of giants. And... For as awesome as God Love Man Kills, I never thought much of the X-Men for the longest mm-hmm. time. And I read God Love Man Kills, and I'm like, I get it now. This is my top five. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that's not generally a Marvel fan. That's no secret about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just saw your collection. You're all DC and indie. I, I'm DC, <laughs> I'm indie, I'm Vertigo. And top five is God Love Man Kills, because that thing is fucking brilliant. And short mm-hmm. and to the point and so poignant and right on. But without that, this book wouldn't exist and be awesome as it is. With you, you talk about standing on the shoulders of giants. I think also part of what this works and it kind of makes me uh, think of is the movie Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> yeah. If you, 
if, if you have never worked in community theater, you don't understand the brilliance that Waiting for Guffman is. That movie is you know what fantastic. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, but like, and it's it's sort of a rite of passage after you've done a couple shows in, in community theater, someone's going to make you watch Waiting for Guffman. And I did a really bizarre tribute show a couple years ago, and I popped Waiting for Guffman back out again because it was a sort of small town thing. But it's like, I don't know if having not worked in theater, people would appreciate Waiting for Guffman as much. Like, I can see them still finding it funny, but there's some stuff that like, there's layers to it that are hilarious that you have to be initiated because it's too true because it's the, yeah, it's, it's true i know these people i've been yeah. one of these people cocktails <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with mine because it, i it, todd stole it from last week so i'm just gonna bring it from this week <laughs> um i'm gonna do in the kamikaze that was what i picked uh just because gwenpool is just sort of like just going for it and it doesn't really matter uh so it's one half ounces of vodka one ounce of triple sec and a half ounce of lime juice uh, add all the ingredients to shaker filled with ice, shake the shit out of it, and strain into two shot glasses and take one right after the other. And uh, there's your kamikaze. Uh, Mr. Adam, what's I'm your next. Ca- what? No, no, no. You're next? I'm, I'm building off of your drink okay. because it makes it funnier. Okay. <laughs> and this is where this is coming into play. Is I love drunk Todd. I yeah. know, it's great. Because <laughs> I'm doing the goddamn Cosmopolitan because it's pink. Oh, nice. And it's your stupid kamikaze drink that I did last week, yeah. but you just add an ounce of cranberry juice, which makes it pink. Okay. And it's still delicious. Because it's two <laughs> ounces of vodka, an ounce of cranberry juice, some lime juice, and a three-quarters ounce of triple sec. And you can do an orange twist if you're feeling fancy, but we don't need a Carrie Bradshaw this shit. I like pink very much, Lois. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're doing the kamikaze, I'm just doing the cosmopolitan. And the thing about it is that drink is derided, but it's fucking delicious. <laughs> and it's wonderful. So go enjoy a cosmopolitan and stand up proud with your back straight. <laughs> and you go, I want a cosmo, damn it, because it's great. When All I'm right, in a couple weeks, Todd, I'm taking you out for cosmos now. You won't remember any of it, but I'm going to do it. There you go. Uh, Mr. Jason, what's your cocktail? Uh, mine is also a pink cocktail. I forget what it's originally called, but I renamed it the bathing suit with sleeves. Okay. Uh, it is 12 ounces of gin, one uh, frozen pink lemonade, half a cup of frozen strawberries, uh, one cup of crushed ice, and a half a cup of vanilla ice cream. Put it all in a blender, uh, liquefy until smooth, and then pour it into this uh, recipe. recommends hurricane glasses, but any glass will do. And then garnish with uh, some fresh strawberries if you'd like. Okay. I would drink that whole batch by myself. <laughs> uh, Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail? Uh, so mine's called Pink Hair, Don't Care. Uh, you take a sh- uh, one and a half ounce of gin, half ounce of applejack, half ounce of fresh, sque- fresh squeezed lemon juice, one egg white, and a few dashes of grenadine. So this is the important part. You put it into a shaker without ice. Shake the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Add ice. Shake the shit out of it again. Uh, straight into a chilled martini glass and garnish with a cherry. Okay. Yeah. And Mr. Maya. So before I do my drink, I just thought of another drinking game. Okay. So uh, for for those of you who have seen in like the Lego movie, this game's called Where Are My Pants? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anytime that Gwen mentions uh, that there's no pants with her costume. Um nice. So my drink is originally called the Mighty Duck, uh, but I'm changing the name to Howard the Duck. 
It's two ounces of vodka, pear flavored, if you so desire. Uh, eight ounces of lemonade, two ounces of club soda, and one sliced pear. Uh, combine the vodka and lemonade into a large glass, fill it with ice, top it with a splash of club soda, and garnish with the pear. Nice. So I picture Howard the Duck with some mighty big kinks. It's just always around me. I don't know why, <laughs> but that just seems like one kinky little duck. Yeah. He is. Good on him. I mean, he did bang Leah Thompson. Sure. I mean, who won it? I mean, interspecies erotica. I miss my donkey. <laughs> there we go. Kelly <laughs> can be a guy. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to go with the two reference for someone would, I knew someone would go through on that. Parting thoughts. Does anybody have any parting thoughts on this book? It's fun. Read it. Yeah, Good times. Fun. Final grades. For self-contained for this first trade of Wenpool, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? You know, it doesn't matter. It's a B plus. Okay. Mr. Adam. Um, I'll go with an A minus because it does. Again, if it wasn't for like the last two frames, and the last two panels in the last page, it could be fully self-contained. But then the last, the last little um, panel that sets it up for the sequel. So that was fun. Um, I'm gonna go with a B plus, kind of similar reasons. It's sort of, it, it, you could read this by itself and leave it alone, or you could, you know, continue on if you so desire. Mr. Maya. For self-contained, I'll give it a B. And Mr. Jason. I am a B plus as well. Writing grade. We're writing for what's his name Hastings? Christopher Hastings. For Christopher Hastings. Alan uh, Smithy. Uh, Alan Smithy. Uh, <laughs> what is your grade, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'll go the name minus again. It was it was fun. It, it drew you in, and again, it was meta without being over the top and making you feel like he was trying to prove how smart he was and you weren't. Cool, uh, Mr. Jason. A minus as well. Cool, uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, you know, like I said, I when you asked if I would recommend it, and I was meh. Uh, I'm still that way. I did think it was a lot of fun, though. Um, so I'm going to give it a B. Mr. Todd. For a lot of people, when they get in the process of creating, they've got to like get in the mode. They'll listen to music or read smoke something some beforehand, pot. smoke some pot. This guy here, I can guarantee you, without knowing and being completely wrong, is he would read Tag and Bink <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> And then he would go, this guy knows his shit, and I need to be more like him. Adam's changing his grade. <laughs> <laughs> F- and I just think, you know, Tag and Bink and Gwimple here is just what it is. So I'm giving it an A- because Tag and Bink is just awesome. And they know what they're doing, and this is just more of that. Yeah, I'll thank you. Genius. <laughs> I love it. I was waiting. I was waiting for that cue. Do they have to drink twice since I said uh, "fuck you" in the about money both hands in the German accent? <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> you know, in regards to fair point, that's fair. We should. Okay. Mark Millar. Anyway, art grade. Okay, so for <laughs> art for oh, I can't pronounce that name. Tis McGee. No, what is that? Gur- I don't know. I'm gonna get it's, uh, Guri who? Guri who? So, so the the first three were done by the short story was Guri Huru. That's with my answer. Howard the Duck were Danilo Feyruth, and then the uh, the rest of it was Guri Guri Huru. Guri Huru. Okay. So for um, our art team, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'm gonna go with the name minus again. It was a lot, you know, I really enjoyed it. 
it was kind of a cross between like Saturday morning cartoon and a little bit of anime. Mm-hmm. So it was a fun art style, and it, it was I really enjoyed it. So cool, uh, Mr. Uh, Maya. Uh, I'm at an A minus. It, you know, there was it was very consistent throughout the book, and it it uh, fit the tone of the book. Nothing felt out of place. So yeah, I'm at an A minus. Well, Mr. Jason. Uh, I'm going to give an A minus as well. Well, and Mr. Todd. No, oh, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. What was the fuck you say, Bruce? <laughs> uh, he, he said uh, his grade is a catnip. Oh, catnip. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, catnip is a very legit grade. So, <laughs> uh, I'll go with catnip plus. That's an A minus. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave it at that because Todd's drunk. Um, and... I know, it's good times, guys. They're looking at me out of the side of their eyes and going, hmm. Catnip Plus? Yeah. Uh, hey, Todd, you're not breastfeeding. It's not your problem. Um, That's right. No pump and dump for me. This bitch. doesn't mean he can't try. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd get the hair stuck in her gums. Oh. <laughs> Just ew. Broke my <laughs> Broke my Is that my it was like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was no. It just happened to this. I see you like. <laughs> oh, it was like the first season of Family Guy where uh, they challenged Peter to be more like a woman. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming in, and so he goes over to pick pick Stewie up and like pulls up a shirt and holds Stewie to his nipple. And then Stewie's asleep. All of a sudden, Stewie's like sucking a lot, and all of a sudden, he's like. <laughs> opens his mouth, pulls out a hair. He's like, and looks up and sees Peter. He's like, oh, oh, and starts shaking uncontrollably. Oh, that was disturbing. Um, Final grades. So for overall grades, love. Todd, what is your overall grade? Dude, this is a fucking A. Okay. Fucking, fucking a. a, huh? That's right. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'll go to uh, A minus A. I, again, it's it, it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. I do want to read more. Uh, but as I talked about in the last episode, I, I'm still on Monstrous. I kind of want to read some more of that because I really enjoy well, from, it. From the sounds of it, you're going to have lots of reading time. I will, though, yeah. So I'm going to be my <laughs> iPad, my Comixology Unlimited account, and um, be up there reading a lot of comics and probably masturbating a lot. Dude, <laughs> I will give you my copy of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol because it's 1,500 fucking thousand pages and you love him Not so thousand, much. 1,500. <laughs> <laughs> How about no, Scotty? <laughs> Scotty, no. Mr. Meyer, what's your grade? Uh, I'm at a B. Um, you know, as I've said multiple times, I didn't hate it, but to me, it's something that I'm not going to remember a week from now, so I'm going to give it a B. Mr. Jason? Uh, I'm going to give the unbelievable ghost face, no pants killer an A-. And I'm going to go with a B+. Um, I, like, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun and, and silly and goofy. It's just not like the most amazing profound thing that I've ever read. Um, but, but just I remember it. this does not make up for goddamn nuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do that the math. The, that, was, that was the saddest <laughs> silence I've ever heard. I love it. Sad panda. Sad panda. Womp womp. You know, Batflex said the biggest lesson he learned is Never sit next to Henry Canville while he's talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the biggest mistake in his life was, yeah, just be quiet and agree with Henry Cavill. That was his biggest mistake. 
Grade point average. Uh, our overall grade was a 3.54 average, which is between a B plus and an A minus, which I think is pretty fair based on what our grades were. Next week on Funny Books on Firewater. Next week, we are going to start our new month of books that we just decided like five minutes ago. <laughs> um, but uh, we are going to be doing uh, comic couples or couples in comics, one of those directions. For February, it's Valentine's Day. We're going to do something kind of fun. So we're going to start out with Batman Rules of Engagement, uh, which is where Batman uh, takes Catwoman to uh, to meet Talia al Ghul uh, to, uh, to get his ex's approval um, on their marriage. Then we're going to be reading Quantum Teens Argo and then The Fix for some bromance. And then we also have Gotham City Sirens Volume 1 for uh, a little uh, relationship uh, sort of drama, I guess. I don't know. Uh, between um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Uh, is that relationship drama or is it just a little bit of a relationship or is it just a, a girlmance? At that point, I think it was just a girlmance, but it's it's since evolved into a romance. A, a romance. Yeah. Okay. And on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again. But more healthy Got relationship it. than Harley and the Joker. Yeah. Yes. Oh, geez, yes. Which is sad. But, uh, you know. How it goes. Cool. Dude, o- OJ had a better relationship with his ex-wife than they did. Oh my <laughs> God. <the> <laughs> too soon? Not, <laughs> not too soon. I, he's not wrong. Uh, okay. That cool. was like 26 years ago. God damn it. Wasn't it? That was like 20 some odd. Was it 24? 94? Somewhere around 24, 25, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Siri. When did OJ kill his wife? My web search turns something up for when did OJ kill his wife. Have a look. 1994 was when she was killed. Okay, so 25 years. Uh, Yeah. Of course, your Siri is a men's voice. I've been playing around with different voices, and like I try, I really wanted to do just like I did the Irish woman for a while, and she just sounded really shrill and annoying. (laughs) So I've just been messing around with different ones. All right, packs you can get. And now, just because we want to feel old. No one in the K-12 system attending was alive for 9-11. Oof. Yeah. <clears throat> Except for the... Okay, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. See? There We're was a joke the night, but using a very inappropriate words. I'm not, I'll tell it after the... <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, who You're else already somebody? getting enough hate for your... I have a recommendation. Yes, <laughs> you are. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Recommendations. So this morning when I was reading these comics and then I ended up buying a couple of first issues that I'd been meaning to buy. Uh, I had mentioned Freedom Fighters last week. Uh, This week it's another DC first issue. Also came out end of November, beginning of December. Uh, But Shazam number one by Jeff Johns and Dale Eaglesham, uh, who had previously worked on Justice Society of America together like ten years ago. Uh, it's a really fun book. It really uh, brings a sense of family to the to the Shazam family. It's not just him or um, uh, Mary Marvel, or it's it's their their whole foster family is are super powered Shazam kids, and it's a lot of fun. I want to see cool. where it goes. Awesome, um, Mr. Todd. So I was thinking about a great book to recommend that goes along with what we read. And then I also thought of Adam, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I know what I'm going to do. Were you do. watching the Bukaki team? Well, no, no. as I'm Grant Morrison. doing a Grant Morrison oh. book. 
because fuck you. It's great. <laughs> and it's called Kill Your Boyfriend. It's a Vertigo comic. It was like, what, three issues? Two issues? I think it was just released just as that. Oh, it's an OGN. It's mm-hmm. not very long. It's six bucks. Yeah, I think it was just originally released as a... Yeah, it was an original graphic novel. It's, ori- it's like, what, 70 pages? Maybe. Pages? And it's um, awesome. So it's just something that Adam should read every day, but only after he watches Godfather. <laughs> I love you, Adam. I love you too. Oi vey. Um, <laughs> Mr. Jason, you have your recommendation. Uh, actually, in um, uh, going along with the uh, discussion we had at the end of last episode with television shows for you, I'm going to recommend Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, I love yeah. that show. I'm a big fan of that show. Actually, the funny thing is the guy who plays Josh, her love mm-hmm. interest, I did Pippin with him at Good Speed. Oh, nice. He taught me magic tricks. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That's great. For Adam. So it's a YouTube series I just discovered on um, uh, by Funny or Die. So they do the Zach Morris' trash ones. Zach got- Morris is trash. I love Zach Morris' trash. <laughs> I actually pitched a semi-Zach Morris' trash panel for FanX. I don't know if they'll get picked up or not. So it's, it's, if you love that, it's, this is a new series by him. It's the same guy, same voice, but it's called A Very Special Episode. And what it does is... Oh, yes, I've watched those. Those are yeah, great. Yeah, it goes back and looks like, you know, like 80s and 90s shows and then does the thing like you did with Zach Morris' Trash where it goes through the whole episode, fast forward, but then the voiceover guy's like, why it's all fucked up? And so I was talking with a buddy of mine and I went and watched the episode. They did one about Mr. Belvedere. I didn't know there was an episode of Mr. Belvedere where, like, this kid has AIDS because he got, yeah, like, he got a, a bad batch of blood. And so, like, he's all like... Oh, he's like, things aren't going too bad in my life. I mean, I got AIDS, and there's like a laugh track. They actually have a laugh track. <laughs> oh my god. It's horrible. And then there's like, he's he's talking, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'd love to go to school, but I got AIDS. And then this other kid's like, I don't need you laying your problems on me. Ah, <laughs> laugh track. And it's like, just so fucked up and horrible. But they like, they do like the one with the different strokes with the uh, the bicycle that man, child molester. Um, yeah. There's just so they have many. one on the Golden Girls where they uh, have sex with a guy who dies in bed. Yeah, then uh, I think Rose kills her, kills him. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's called a very special episode. There's two seasons out. I don't know how many episodes there are, but yeah, Mr. Belvedere when that kid got AIDS. Like we should watch it when we get done because it's just oh my it's, god, it's brilliantly horrible. But and also if you haven't seen Zach Morris's Trash, which I think I've recommended on the show, that thing is awesome because so it's on YouTube. But it's also on uh, Amazon Prime as well. Oh, is it? It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. So you can watch all the seasons oh, on Amazon Prime. The Full House episode when DJ helped an Alzheimer's patient escape the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that right now. Uh, they do. They do one because uh, it was all the ones that were like also like the the PSA like the Seventh Heaven with the kids who have paint fumes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's just so many good ones. I, I've only I haven't seen all of them yet, but I started watching them and they're just absolutely hilarious. Um, and I'm going to recommend something that's uh, counterintuitive that I've been addicted to at work recently. It's a TV show called Tidying Up with uh, Marie Kondo. <laughs> Has anybody else watched this? No, but I was tempted to earlier today. So here's the thing. I watched this book, or not watched this book, I watched this show, the entire show while I was at work one day, just had it on in the background. And like, it's a little bit repetitive, but like, it makes you want to clean up all the shit in your house. But then I sit there and I look at my comic book collection and I'm like, no, I'm not getting rid of this shit. So it's like, like I understand some of it and I... I, I totally am on board with about with a lot of it but then i'm also like uh, the comic book collection would not actually go but it's kind so of like, a fun little fuck you don't judge me <laughs> say that like I, and i don't even think she would actually totally say to get rid of it i think she'd say clean it up a little bit but you know anyway uh so that'll do it for this week i think we got everybody right yeah 
Cool. Then awesome. Uh, well, then thank you for joining us and join us next week for uh, Batman Rules of Engagement and our, our month of uh, relationships. And uh, hi, Aria. Welcome to the world. And we did a whole month of comic books for you, and I'm sure we'll do it again. Thanks for getting uh, up with me, guys. Yeah. That's <laughs> all good. So cool. Um, so thanks, and we will talk to you later. Bye. bye. Hey, Jason, get on on the bye today. That's I awesome. know. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.